Stay a while and listen. It's time for the All You Can Geek Gamecast, episode 380. I'm your host for tonight, Tony, joined by Mike. What's up? And the return of Corey. Cool. So, to those that might be watching the video upload on YouTube, um, we apologize for the lack of our handsome faces this week, as uh, Jim is out on sick leave, and he's usually the one that uh, does the video recording. Uh, hopefully, uh, we still upload it, um, so if you are watching it, we apologize again. should be back to normal next week. Um, with that, let's go ahead and get into the news. So, uh, to top it off, we're going to start off with a new, couple of new releases. Um, Capcom announced that they shipped 5 million copies of Monster Hunter World uh, worldwide, which um, is pretty fantastic, actually. I believe if all these get sold, it will be the best-selling Monster Hunter game worldwide, uh, which is which is pretty good. Uh, they definitely gam- paid, made a very risky gamble on uh, their bread and butter, uh, at least in Japan, because it was you know a three to four million selling franchise annually, and to kind of throw away the strengths of that market to be like, yeah, we want to chase that Western triple A dollar. It's like, well, I don't know. You know, personally, I was like, I don't know if the typical Western audience is going to want to play this game. But uh, apparently it's doing very well in North America and Europe. People are saying the sales are pretty decently. Um, So I don't know. A a lot of people on my friends list are playing it, like every day uh, that I've been on PSN, it's like, Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter World. I'm like, wow, that's very atypical. Usually, you don't really see that. I think the most recent game like that was probably Overwatch, I think. Where it's like, yeah. Overwatch, 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 Overwatch. Like, <laughs> All right, that's cool. Um, yeah, uh, my friend Ryan, actually, who was on the podcast way back, <laughs> uh, he actually was a big fan of the series beforehand, and he's thinking about buying a PlayStation 4 just to play this game. Wow. <laughs> He's, have he's, Xbox? No, he does not. Well, he, he, doesn't... he has a Wii. That's his last modern system. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. man. He is a lapsed gamer, I would say. Um, but he's he was he's been he has a 3DS too, so he's been way into Monster Hunter uh, in these last few years, and he's like super excited about this. So yeah, he might actually get How, like, this. Might be a system seller for him. How much of a departure is this movie, though? Or movie? Yeah, is this game? <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know, because I only played, like, the Wii U one um, very briefly, and I, it just wasn't for me. I was like, yeah, this is kind of janky in terms of controls and whatnot. It wasn't what I was looking for at the time. Um, but from what I've read uh, online, from Reddit and, like, Reset Era, people are saying it's the most streamlined version of the game, so they definitely keep the core gameplay loop, but, you know, they kind of make it a little bit easier because um, I think Japanese games are notorious for having a lot of that filler jank where just, like, this is needlessly complex or needlessly um, time-consuming for no no real reason. So uh, most people are saying that um, the I think the online right now on Xbox One is kind of broken. There's a bug. Uh, but, but the online gaming and PlayStation network uh, is smooth so far. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody seems really impressed with the title. I, it's been reviewing very highly. I think it's around a 90 on Metacritic right now, um, which, you know, is pretty surprising because, again, uh, I did not think Western audiences would really... The initial trailer reveal for it was very underwhelming for me. Oh, yeah. Seeing what it was and or what we thought it was or could be, it seemed very much a departure of what they were going to be doing, uh, or they have been doing, so... Here that's much 
you know, it was very similar to the other game, but more streamlined, you know, quality of life stuff kind of thing. That's that yeah. sounds interesting. And I know like a lot of people just love the uh, whole like getting yourself specked out specifically for a specific kind of hunt or whatever. That's yeah, I mean, huge. <laughs> The, the 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 core gameplay loop is is pretty interesting because all it is is you're you know a hunter you're a hunter monster hunter in this world and the idea is you start from nothing basically and you have to hunt monsters and essentially quote unquote loot them for their monster parts uh, like their hides and their bones yeah, and their teeth and their claws um, <laughs> to make better weapons yeah that's why they tie it in in like there's that like promotion with um. Alloy Horizon, right? Yeah. yeah, because it's a very similar idea, mm -hmm. actually. Yeah. So, um, and then you know, you take on bigger monsters, which you know yields better loot and you know stuff like that. Um, so there's that aspect of it. But then even among like, I guess core gamers, the it's very it's very rewarding for you learning uh, enemy AI, enemy behavior, you know, stuff like that. And you know, I didn't really think about it until you know, talking about it recently because of World and its performance, but I definitely think the uh, popularity of games like Demon's Souls, uh, Dark Souls, and Bloodborne really helped Monster Hunter World. Um, you know, that PlayStation audience really latched onto it, I think, because it's like, yeah, we're an action game. Uh, it, it's not as punishing, but, you know, it's definitely one of those more skill-based things as opposed to, like, kind of, like, just auto-dial combo and, you know, fly through the level and beat you know, tough enemies and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, hopefully those sales um, continue. I, you know, uh, I personally think maybe this is the start of Capcom's return. Uh, they just had the Super Street, what is it, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition launch, which supposedly fixes a lot of the issues of Street Fighter Five. I personally don't care, but it's good to see that they're still uh, supporting that game because they could easily just, you know, wipe their hands off it. Yep. Which I feel like they're doing it with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, because they haven't said shit about it in a while. Yeah. And it's a shame, because that, that was my, one of my favorite fighter series ever. Um, you know, 1, 2, and to a lesser extent, 3. But um, even last week, it was $20 at game, uh, not GameStop, Best Buy. And with my gamers called Unlock, it would have been $16. And I'm just like, but I'm buying another fighting game today, and yeah, that's that's that. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it in good faith. I was just like, nah, sorry. You're I, buying a better can't. version of the same game, essentially. Yep, yep, pretty much. But uh, <laughs> with Monster Hunter World and uh, Mega Man 11 coming up later this year, hopefully it's the turnaround of Capcom where I can stop telling them to go fuck themselves. Because uh, ultimately, they have a lot of the franchises I love and grew up with. Uh, you know, Street Fighter, Mega Man, Resident Evil. Um, Dead Rising, Devil May Cry, all that stuff. Um, so I'd love to see them continue to make games that appeal to me. Um, so hopefully this is the, the turning point for them. But, yeah, that's just me. Uh, let's see, moving on, Rocksteady posted a, what, teaser? Uh, that they were doing some motion capture? Yeah, I think it was just like a pic on Twitter or something that just had like a whole bunch of people in uh, mocap suits. Hmm. So, like, Interesting. Basically is... Um, People are speculating because of the fact that there were like, oh, seven to ten people in mocap suits, and like they're all in like a you know kind of like a group pose. Uh, Justice League. Yeah. 
But um, who knows? I mean, it, that seems to make the most sense just based on their history. Like, oh, we made great Batman movies. Now we're going to graduate to the Justice League. But, I don't know. That would be ideal, but I don't know. Uh, it's weird because I'm not sure they're actually mocaps. Like, well, they're mocap like walking and talking, but not action so much, I think, in their previous games. Yeah, technology's going, like, rapidly in, as far as, like, what you can do and how realistic you can make things look. So I'm not surprised if they're using something, some new technologies and stuff like that and testing stuff out, but... Uh, I don't know. It's just I'm skeptical about a Justice League game. I don't know what you can do. Well, I'd have to think outside the box for a while. You'd be like, oh, how can you make... I mean, I'm hoping that they have the same innovation that they brought to ba the Batman franchise that they... Like I said, I can think of Flash. You could have similar mechanics, at least. Actually, it almost makes more sense with Flash, in a way. But um, no, I mean, beyond that... seem like they could be a lot of fun. I mean, like, we've seen some yeah. great superhero games before. It's not like it can't be done. It's just... You know, As like, usual, Superman is the most game-breaking, so you're going to have to figure out what to do with him. But you can't have the Justice League without him. So, well, it'll be interesting. I hope they can do it. I, I, I'd rather have that than some sort of, like, you know, offshoot thing again. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really hoping that it turns out to be well. And I, I am hoping it's a Justice League game. Because I, I think if anybody's going to be able to do it, at least Rocksteady's got a, a good chance at it. So it's not like some BT like, from EA or shit like that. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it totally really so I just being skeptical because yeah, it's been so long since uh, Arkham Knight. It's been, what, three years? Uh, four? Well, it came out on... Systems, right? or, no, it came out only on um, the new systems, but I think. No, I feel like it's only. Has it been three years already? No, it came out some. Uh, June, it came out on my birthday in 2014. Or 2014? Or 15. Sounds, 14 sounds right, though. Because the PlayStation yeah, cause I was in my... Xbox came out in 2013, so. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't that. Yeah. Definitely not. Um... Yep, uh, no, 20, 2015. So, come, yeah. So we're coming three years, so. Um, you know, assuming that they started on this new thing almost immediately after Arkham Knight, I mean, it's kind of where they should be with their next game. So. At the same time, they're just posting mocap stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know, it seems... Yeah, that's worrying. Um, it's yeah, gonna it's worrying. Be, if that's what they're doing, I mean, we got, what, like two years before this comes out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You might not be playing this until PlayStation 5 and Xbox 2. I mean, yeah, 2019 seems <laughs> Xbox like the earliest, the earliest, absolute earliest you're going to see this yeah, I mean, I'm, I hope they do it right, take time, if it is something that, because <laughs> if they're coming off, you know, are not arguably, in my opinion, but one the greatest, like, superhero series ever, one of the best video game series ever, and then they're going to tackle something as diverse as <laughs> Justice League, this is, it has to be an extremely ambitious game, it just has to be. I'm curious, though, because like, we know that uh, Square and Marvel have a deal for the Avengers game. Like, how close do these games come out from each other? I don't know. Man, <laughs> that's one thing. Like, Disney just buried all of the Marvel games for so long now. It's been a very long time since we've had anything from them. Uh, it's interesting you mention that, Kurt, because I just saw some, probably a week or two ago, how the uh, Square Enix posted a bunch of job descriptions for, you know, the Avengers project and stuff like that. 
Uh, and then people were doing some um, LinkedIn searching and stuff like that. And they're approaching a lot of people from like um, Naughty Dog, uh, Rockstar. I think even approached some people from Valve and stuff. So they're definitely trying to get that like high profile, high talent, you know, um, people to do that Avengers game. So uh, I, I think hopefully they're going to do some heavy investment in not something like Marvel's Capcom Infinite, where it feels like yeah, you're just doing the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, you're just doing the bare minimum. It looks like a fucking mobile game. Yeah, I do hope, uh, especially considering the future prospects of even the uh, movie universe, that they don't just stick with the traditional Avengers cast, cast if they do make a game like this. Because what's funny, and this is a little bit about the movies again, when you think about how the future might be in that next phase after the Infinity War, as far as like what games and the characters they elevate again... It might be the 90s again. You might get new X-Men and then Spider-Man, like, headlining Marvel all over again after they <laughs> sort of push them aside to elevate the old-school Avengers, which, I mean, it's kind of like mirrors the history of Marvel Comics in a way, too, from the 60s through the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So, we might... to get a video game that's not, like, hampered by the cinematic universe as far as what you can and can't put in it. That's what I'm sure. looking forward to. <laughs> Well, yeah, that for sure, but it'll be interesting to see because I think the way things are shaping up, you're going to get a return to the X-Men and Spider-Man being kind of at the forefront of what Marvel is in the next five years, I would say. Next five years? Ah, man. uh, Maybe? I could... Uh, I don't because know. Because we're, we're losing those original adventures in the movie universe, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, they could, yeah. theoretically, but, I mean, I still see them pushing up other characters, like Falcon and or Winter Soldier could easily just become the next Captain America. Um, it's not going to go over well, I don't think, especially in the public's eyes when they've seen, you know... They know who Captain America is now. They've been taught that. Yeah, but it's all about how it's done, too, Mike. Like, how we'll see, but we know that recasting, even if it's like within the universe, doesn't always go over well with you know mainstream movie audiences. Have we? Like, what's? Well, I'm trying to think of like. Uh, I don't know if it's ever happened in universe. Um, well, not but we'll like see. Universe as much, but like we saw Don Cheadle get recast. I mean, yeah, but I feel, I mean, he was only in, you know, one movie, and I feel like by Avengers, nobody cared, um, you know. But it's also worked out better, too, where, like, Roth, um, shoot, the whole, what's this guy, Edward Norton. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, even, like, Batman's love interest, that changed from, uh, what's her name, um. Yeah, yeah people didn't like I mean, that. Batman <laughs> changed, like, Val Kilmer, Keaton, and, uh. Yeah, exactly. Movie. So, whatever. I mean, it happens, but. It depends on how you like, because if you're gonna pass the torch of the like the mantle, so to speak, as of Captain America, and say, hey, this dude, you're now Captain America, that's gonna have to be, you know, done well. Oh, oh yeah, no, th- I'm not saying like it's just like, hey, look, I'm Captain America today. It's like, no, 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 bro, it's gotta, it's gotta be more I mean, even in the comics, it doesn't really stick when that happens. Right. People no. say, oh, you know, no, Ben Riley not Spider Man. Right, but they really come out. Neither is Miles Morales. Yeah, but, I mean, 
comics are coming out all the time. There's multiple comics coming out every month. I mean, it's just a clusterfuck. And honestly, like, the way they do it in the movies is just more uh, sustainable for the majority of the audiences. And that's where all the money is anyway. Nobody, the, like, the comic stuff, I mean, that's, that's peanuts to them at this point. It's just to, pr- to help create characters and worlds and storylines so that they can make them into film adaptations. That's all the, co- that's really the reason that comics exist anymore. Let's let's be real here. It's pretty sad, actually. Uh, uh, uh you know, I'm I'm not disagreeing, but you know, well, they I, get their indecent stuff there that are. Um, well, no, I mean, I, I'm just I, I'm sorry. I'm saying like the big players, Marvel and DC. You know, um, it's just it's what it is. Comics have very limited appeal, especially when you're charging like. Four dollars for what a twenty-page comic at best per month? I mean, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> you can't honestly tell me that's a good price. No, I mean not when you can like wait until you get like. I, don't know, I haven't bought a single issue of comic in right. a long time. Exactly. So only the volumes later on. Right, and you're an Uber fan. I mean, you're an Uber fan. Like you're yeah, the type Uber of person. Fan. I only like get stuff that I know from like oh something God. I grew up watching. I... I, I wish we had video footage right now because I am like staring at my mic or uh, my camera so closely right now. I'm glad you're not a newer fan of what. You're not a newer fan of what? Anything? I'm not, I'm not. I don't think I'm an Uber fan of the comics. I only read like what would be characters, considered mainstream characters. mainstream comic comics. characters. Comic characters. I, I mean, we're absolutely we all are much bigger fans right. of these characters than most people. Sure, but. All of the comics, like, I got initiated from, like, you know, cartoons growing up. I didn't, like, just be like, oh, I'm going to read comic books on my own. I'm not, not saying the, the physical comic books. I'm saying of these characters. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's all. Anyway, I think we've exhausted this conversation. Let's move on. Either way, uh, I hope we do get something good from both sides. I don't know. That's <laughs> what I mean. I think I win. Yeah, I'm, I'm missing. I'm at the point where I'm missing Rocksteady's games at this point. These yeah. two, three years, I'm like, oh, I could use another one of these games around now, and uh, and I've been missing out from Marvel for a while. Uh, yeah. So I hope so. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> what do we got coming up? Yep. So uh, apparently, what uh, a retailer or somebody leaked a possible date for Spider-Man on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh. Apparently, it's rumored to be releasing September 28th. It's a good leak. It's not even like a season. Yeah, it's not like, the, it's not like the, <laughs> the last day of the month or anything like that. That's a very specific date. Um, which is, unfortunately, exactly two days, two weeks after my birthday, which is upsetting. But <laughs> Why is it upsetting? Because if it was two weeks earlier, I could make people give it to me. Uh, okay, I mean, you could just tell them to get it for you two weeks later, right? I guess, Probably, but right? I mean, then my so birthday like, doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll be fine, Mike. <laughs> I'm excited, though, because I think that makes sense. Like, that's a good time to come out. And uh, it's, it's uh, with God of War coming out end of April, I guess, now, it seems. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is pretty much, you know... I'd say this is pretty They're, valid as far as Elite goes. Um, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, being true. The only problem is it makes so much sense that someone could have just, like, said it and know that, like, oh, that makes sense, and be like, that must be right. Well, at this point, it's it just it's definitely not coming out in the, um, 
before March at this point. No. Uh, we have yeah. everything pretty much known, before, you know, because that's the end of the fiscal year for most of these companies. Yeah. Uh, if it was going to be announced, they would have they would announce it. So um, I, I don't even see it being um, April, May, or June, just because. Right, 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 exactly. The God of War is April, so it's like, do they release it in May and cut off? Because you know these are both single player games, so it's like, do they release it one month after their big tentpole release? No, I doubt it. And then June, that's just a really, really odd time to release a major. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Plus, it gives you enough time where you can put out Days Gone in like November or something and be okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I know, Mike, you're just saying like you were missing Roxy's game, and yeah. um, I know you know you're higher than on Iowa's Arkham Knight. I just it was still fine, but it's just like I was like, all right, you guys, I think just need to get some yeah, really solid ideas. material. Yeah, it's just like yeah, just like you know, get, get more and figure something <laughs> out. Well, for that, I, I feel like that was subtraction by addition, really, in Arkham Knight. Like if you didn't have that whole tank stuff, it would have been just as good. I mean, oh, maybe uh, not uh, as uh, good as City, but it still would have been, like... No, I agree. Uh, t- like, I wouldn't even mind the, the, the Batmobile stuff so no. much. It's just, like, the first tank show. I was like, what am I playing right now? What am I fucking playing? It's, I think I even referenced, like, what, Twisted Metal? Like, I don't want to play this shit. <laughs> I would play fucking Twisted Metal if I want to play this shit. Come on, what are you, what are you doing to me, guys? Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so hopefully Spider-Man can live up to the Batman series in some way. I, I don't expect them to nail it out of the gate in the first game, but no. if if it's at least fun, it's a step. It's a big first step for Marvel uh, so video far, games. Everything looks promising in my opinion, and what you know the track record of the developer has had is is also mm-hmm. promising. So I, I, we always get confused. What did they do before? Sunset Overdrive, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, only, only Jim played that of us, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, because that was a Xbox exclusive. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my feelings on this are getting better as time goes on because I wasn't super impressed with that video they showed last year. Uh, but I'm glad that like they're not rushing it. It definitely feels like they're putting time into it because we've heard about this game now for like I think three years. Now this is the third year. Yeah, I think this will be the third E3 showing, which. <laughs> but um, I'm starting. Yeah, I'm feeling better about it, and uh, obviously the the void of Rocksteady is starting to get to me. So hopefully this can fill that. Spider-Man's yep. right up there for me as a character. He's like maybe my third favorite superhero. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to this, and hopefully it reminds me of like Spider-Man Two, yeah, or or the Arkham series. Maybe it's a combination yeah. of both. That would be ideal. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree with you on that one. And it's kind of funny how both of those characters really lean into that, like, open and, envi- like, sandbox environment. Where they're tied just, to their cities. Right, exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's really cool. And, you know, they just have really good traversal options with, you know, the, the bat grapple and, you know, spidey swing and all that stuff. So it's just like, you know, I, I think it's fun. Uh, it's not like that kind of game is being, like, has a lot of competition, you know? It's not like there's a... I'm not getting uh, that much anymore. Right, exactly. Crackdown, that's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, let's move along. Um, Dragon Age 4 was unintentionally, but intentionally confirmed to still be in development by, um, what's his name, Casey Hudson. Okay. 
uh, Kotaku ran this article, uh, I think, last week, where they're like, uh, yeah, Anthem's having issues, and um, also uh, Dragon Age just got rebooted to concentrate more on live services, and then people automatically assume that to be, like, uh, loot boxes and all that stuff, so Casey Hudson had to do a little PR and, like, no, 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 it's not like that, you know, we're just talking about, like, you know, live mechanics, which, you know, are can be, you know, plethora of things, blah, blah, blah. Um, but basically, seemingly confirmed that, you know, they kind of restarted development on that or, you know, did some major overhaul uh, to that, which is kind of disappointing. Well, I mean, I don't, I, personally, I don't care because fucking Inquisition was a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I played that. It was my only Dragon Age play, game I played, and just because I was missing Mass Effect so much, I got through it. <laughs> Yeah, I got through uh, okay. it. It wasn't terrible, but right. I mean, yeah. the actual game gameplay. Games. Like we talked about this before, but that yeah. game won Game of the Year because nothing yeah. else came out. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm sorry. It's not a piece of shit. Obviously, they put a lot of love and, and care. It's not like it wasn't it wasn't glitchy. It wasn't broken, but it definitely was not Game of the Year material. It's like really, like I guess it's the only thing. Game of the year but, probably would have been like an afterthought. Yeah, but it was just I don't know. Um, I love Dragon Age One so much. Origins. Uh, it had so much potential, and they just kind of, like, never really capitalized on it. So, whatever. I mean, if they can get back to that point, great. I might be interested, but I'm just kind of done with that series and that developer at this point. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I might end up getting that again, because I'll be missing Mass Effect at that point. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's it's valid. Um, speaking of Bioware, though, uh, EA today, just today, officially delayed Anthem into 2019. <laughs> yeah. Which pretty much confirms the bet between Corey and myself. Uh, Corey had previously bet that it would definitely it's be... A... doomed to fail, but there was a sliver <laughs> of a chance that they would just push it out and be like, hey, guys, guess what? We're actually going to do this, and it's going to be broken, but stick with us or some shit, but... I mean, when that game gets delayed, I'm usually okay. <laughs> they say it's not a delay, they say, though. Right. Yeah, I wanted to get into this interesting yeah. quote, the press release. So, um, where is it? Full statement from EA. Here we go. Trek Art says it's now planning to release Anthem, an online multiplayer action game from its Bioware studio, in early 2019 instead of fall 2018 as originally planned. The company denies a report in video game site Kotaku earlier this month claiming the change is due to development being behind schedule. Instead, EA is planning to release a new Battlefield game in October and is determined that Anthem, the new intellectual property, would get more attention if it came out in a quieter quarter. It's not a delay, EA's finance chief Blake Jorgensen tells the Wall Street <laughs> Journal. People are trying to create a story. And I'm just like, really? Like, how, how is this not a delay? Fake news. I mean, if they said, like, fiscal 2018, then you could get away with it. Yeah. But, yeah. no. You said fall 2018, guys. Mm. If it doesn't yeah, no. count fall 2018, it's delayed. Like, that's not up to debate. <laughs> Sounds to me like EA's getting a little salty with the media. And fine. Fake news! If, and let's take it at face value. So, sure, it is because they don't want to, you know, hurt themselves by putting out two games that are similar at a, the same time. Not that they yeah, it's totally valid. But, like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, why come out and say it's not a delay, though? Like, like, hey, guess what? We're, we don't want to, like, hamper our, like, or not hamper, but we don't want to 
cut into our own profits here. Like we're gonna actually put this game out later and we're gonna use that time to make it a better game. But no, you have to come out and say, oh, this is not a play. Don't make a story of it, guys. Oh, whoa. Oh, but no, you could have just said like, hey, we wanna make a better game. So we're gonna put it out here. That means everybody's gonna get to enjoy it at a time when you have time to enjoy it. And you know, it's gonna be better for it. But they have to like spin it and do some weird stuff. So yeah, yeah, is a yeah. They're getting a little salty with the media lately because, of, well, because of Battlefront too. I was part of it. Actually, ah, there was an article. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that came out. It's like they've are well below their expectations for that game's sales. First of all, their expectations were sky high because the last one did really well, and this only did you know media moderately well. For its month, but not overall that well. Um, and they're like, oh, it's because of the loot boxes. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh. That's what happened. They also announced um, that they're going to talk about some. They announced an announcement for next month. They're going to talk about an overhaul to their progression system or some shit like that. Um, best case scenario, as someone who still plays that game, uh, it would be that they like double or triple rewards if you win as opposed to if you lose. Because right now, in order to gain stuff, you're, you want to just prolong the length of the match more than <laughs> actually winning. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're on like the um, attack side... Or, no, let up for a little bit. <laughs> let up just so we can go to the next stage. Keep it going. It's kind of dumb that way. Um so they should do just incentivize winning way more. And obviously, if they acknowledge that, they should not bring back microtransactions in any way. Unless that data mind revelation that they did have aesthetic things to change in this game at some point. If they want to bring that back and tie transactions to that, that would be fine. If that's part of their overhaul, okay. I could see that. So if those two things are what they do, add some customization... Aesthetic changes, tie that to your microtransaction systems, and incentivize winning, that would be great. Will they do that? I doubt it. <laughs> but yeah. that's what I hope they announce. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, the official press release says, uh, Electronic Arts will reinstate a monetization feature in its high-profile sequel to Star Wars Battlefront sometime, quote, in the next few months, unquote. Like Jorgensen, again, the company's finance chief, tells the Wall Street Journal, we'll do it when we think it's ready, he says. EA halted plans to sell so-called loot boxes containing virtual goods in the game on the eve of its launch after players who tested the beta version complained loudly online that they thought it gave spenders an advantage. Jorgensen believes the controversy in large part for why EA sold 9 million units instead of the conservative, conservative 10 million it had projected for the holiday quarter. He notes that the company didn't factor in-game sales into its outlook for fiscal uh, fourth quarter. Is rushing revenue approximately $1.53 billion, which would be flat from a year earlier, and earnings per share of 1.86, up 2.7%. Um, so, I guess the big takeaway here is even if, you know, quote unquote, being disastrous, uh, it still sold 9 million units. Um, so, that just shows the power of not only the Star Wars franchise and intellectual property, but, you know, EA marketing, um, you know, stuff like that. So, um, it's probably still not the worst case scenario for EA because um, you know still selling nine million copies. Of course, they are losing any of that potential microtransaction money. Which you know, if you figure nine million units sold, how many people would have 
bought microtransactions, if you even do 10 percent, I mean that's that's, <laughs> that's very that's, conservative. Right, right. That's still like freaking. Especially the know, way they set it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, definitely feel like it's a lost opportunity for them. Even when they reintroduce monetization stuff, uh, you know, will it ever be as much as it would have been in those first couple months? You know, Dece- uh, November, December, January. Like, who's to say? Who's to say? I doubt it. But of course. <laughs> yeah. We'll no, but I really do hope that they keep it. They learned that people be okay if it, it is aesthetic things. Which, again, someone found that they were part of this game at some point. And then they weren't for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I really don't understand why they're so. They're like, oh, nobody wants a pink Darth Vader. It's like, who the fuck doesn't? I want a fucking pink Darth Vader. I want to kill people as pink Darth Vader. What are you talking about? Like, I hope he has like a little Hello Kitty symbol on his chest and like a pink ass lightsaber. I want to kill people as that. Like, come on. I mean, it, it's just so again, silly. You're, again, you're playing non-justice. You have you have these characters that do have like specific like, iconic looks, but there's different color schemes you can do, you can mix and match things, and people love that shit, and DC doesn't care. <laughs> it's like, that's good. All these different yeah. versions of Superman's suit, fine. You yeah. can do the same thing with Star Wars characters, or even not even the characters. You could be a stormtrooper or a rebel soldier. They mm-hmm. can look way different I mean, they all the time. Precedent in, their, um, in that whole stormtrooper series of, like, painted helmets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have some pins from Disney where, like, they did different Stormtrooper helmet paints, you know? So people love customization shit. I mean, you look at, you know, like you said, Unjustice, you look at Overwatch, you look at Dota, you look at League of Legends. People love... Money is. <laughs> exactly. Because they want... Because that's the thing is, you know, I, I've, I've talked about this before, but players get attached to characters, but the way that those characters, you know, um, exist to them... Uh, you know, for example, like Mercy. People love Mercy, but people love, like, say, for example, like Witch Mercy. I mean, that is probably her most popular skin. Uh, people, for some reason, identify it with it or really love it, and they cling on to it. And that's the only skin they will ever want it to equip with. You know, um, Diva just got uh, a Catgirl uh, mech uh, skin, and people are taking to that. The day it was announced, I saw all these cosplayers and stuff on social media being like. Well, here's my next costume plan. Like canceling everything else right now. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> that's that's kind of what this is about. So yeah, um, yeah, just it, it's very silly. It's, it'd be an easy way to make money. They wouldn't have to do like pay to win shit. And uh, you know, it's not for everybody. You know, maybe only half the people would do it, but the, the half of people that would do it would, would pay for the other half. It just come on, guys. It's not hard. Like more satisfying as well because when you do beat somebody, you know that you're beating them on the same like, yeah on the same level. And yep. it's just like, oh, guess what? I'm wearing this crazy ass skin, and I just beat you in this stupid ass outfit. Yep. Like, how yeah. <laughs> you know? I know. And even even in this game, you're not going to actually get that same level shit the way they had a progression. And it does feel a little cheap still, but I still would vastly prefer to know that the people that have all maxed out shit just played the game forever to do that, rather than just being like, oh, I want to spend a hundred dollars on this game today. So, <laughs> there's different levels to oh, this yeah, fairness, buddy, too. Like, at work, he's like, oh yeah, the new skins came out. I probably put in, like, $50 to get, like, bot loot boxes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so, people still buy stuff just to look good. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Uh, and lastly, I just wanted to go over Before, through... Um, we move oh, away from EA. Yeah. I don't know if you guys... Yeah, no, we're not moving away that much. 
on that call as well, there was uh, they announced that the respawn, the guys at the Titanfall, the respawn mm-hmm. Star Wars game is going to be released in fiscal twenty twenty. Jesus Christ! Well, uh, who knows what's going to happen by then? <laughs> that, that's too far away for me to care about right now. <laughs> yeah, don't want to think about that yet. Yeah, so <laughs> it's interesting. I just thought it was interesting they put that on the call there because like. Hey, Star Wars, guys. More Star Wars. <laughs> Damn. Was it 2020? I feel like maybe 2019. Fiscal 2019, maybe? Because it seemed like... Oh, yeah. It was, well, it was going to be as late... The latest would be twenty March 2020. So, fiscal 2019. I'm sorry. Hmm. Okay. That's much sooner than that. Because I was thinking, wait. It sounded sooner. So, uh, that's interesting because... You know, they just got beat up with this whole other Star Wars game, and they didn't even put out their visceral Star Wars game, so... Nope. <sighs> Alright, so anyway, uh, one thing I thought was interesting, um, just wanted to go over real quick, was um, the website Superdata, which compiles, um, obviously, data from all over the world, uh, primarily mobile stuff. Um, they track iOS and Android charts to you know, determine a range of you know, sales slash purchases just with um, charts and, and whatnot. Uh, but they released some data for 2017. Um, the first one I wanted to go over was um, the mobile gaming market grew to $60 billion in 2017. That is ridiculous. But they said the top 10 still control 20% of the revenue. So think of all the mobile games that get released in a year and 20% of that revenue is going to games. Uh, it's, that's so ridiculous. Um, and just to go over the numbers here, um, so number one was Arena of Valor, published by Tencent, at just shy of $2 billion. Arena of Valor is uh, the MOBA game for iPhone and Android. Uh, it has the crazy like uh, guest characters like Batman and other DC characters. Uh, that, what? Yeah, I talked about this before. Is that game uh, they showed on the, Sw- uh, the one direct on the Switch? And I said it had potential. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Number two, never heard of this game. Fantasy Westward Journey, uh, published by NetEase at $1.5 billion. Monster Strike, $1.3 billion. Clash Royale, $1.2 billion. Number five, Clash of Clans, $1.2 billion. Fate slash Grand Order at $982 million. Number seven, Lineage 2 Revolution at $980 million. Number eight, Candy Crush Saga. Still, still, of course, $910 million in 2017. Number nine, Pokemon Go, even falling from its fad of uh, the, the year prior, uh, $890 million. And number 10, Ghost Story, and I've never heard of that game either, $860 million. Um, crazy money. That is insane. Uh, it, it's, it's, interesting too to just look at that list and you know outside of the pokemon thing all these games are like published by people that aren't in the traditional console market you know you don't have ea there you don't have you know uh activision uh ubisoft stuff like that so uh, i just thought it was uh interesting data there uh another report that they did was the top premium pc games by revenue in 2017 uh, leading the charts as number one with Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, um, grossing $714 million in just eight months. Uh, definitely the breakout hit of uh, 2017, I would say, by far. 
uh, you know, this unknown indie studio coming out with a $30 early access game and just becoming a huge juggernaut in just perception. And, uh, you know, I wanted Jim to be on this podcast because I want to talk about it because I was super skeptical of this being um, successful on Xbox One, but I think it surpassed 4 million copies sold. So, you know. I think it, I mean, it's sold systems. For sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yep. So, 
without compromising the the gameplay yeah, elements, the you know. Of what you're doing, so like, it's possible, guys. Come on. Yep. <laughs> Do it. You know. Yep. Exactly. Um, number three, Counter Strike Global Offensive, three hundred forty-one million dollars. Number four, Destiny Two, two hundred eighteen million dollars. Number five, Jim's favorite game, Grand Theft Auto Five, at one eighteen million. That's hilarious. <laughs> I saw a post on Reddit I think, of a guy who's like. I just made um, like a 600-mile road trip or whatever, I don't know, some crazy road trip, and finally met like one of my clanmates that I met five years ago, and somebody asked, like, oh, like, what game did you meet him on? And he's like, Grand Theft Auto V. And <laughs> the, guy, the next guy was like, that game is that old? It's like, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, and that's the thing is, like, that game was just so successful, it's just kind of like, what is Rockstar's incentive to make Grand Theft Auto VI? You know, or even Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> like, oh, we'll just wait another year for that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, ah, oh, we can let this sell for a while. Um, just real quick though, to round it out. So number six, Battlefield One, still going strong, one hundred thirteen million. Number seven, Minecraft, ninety-two million. <laughs> number eight, Guild Wars Two at eighty-seven million dollars. Number nine, Divinity Original Sin Two, uh, eighty-five million dollars. And number ten, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege at sixty-seven million dollars. Uh, yeah, good for them. Um, and the last chart I want to talk about was their top free-to-play PC games by revenue, 2017. Number one, no surprise, League of Legends, 2.1 billion dollars. Damn, 2.1 billion dollars, and the only thing you could really spend your money on that game uh, are skins, which you can purchase directly, or um, temporary boosts, um, which nobody really does because at this point there's there's no reason to do it anymore. Uh, they removed the level cap and everything like that, so it's kind of not a barrier. Or, like, what kind of boosts? Uh, boosting in XP. Okay. Um, because, but prior, you needed to be level, I think, 30 to ranked mode. Uh, and it was a little bit of a grind. Um, they removed that cap, I believe, and I think they lowered it to 20. And it doesn't take that long. I think maybe a month at, at most, uh, if you're playing casually, uh, to get there. Um, so $2.1 billion in just skin. Again, reiterating the fact that people love cosmetic shit. They won't care if cosmetic shit, microtransactions are in the game as long as it doesn't, you know, it's on a pay to win. Yep, exactly. $2.1 billion. Uh, yeah, craziness. Um, number two, never even heard of this game, uh, but it's a Tencent published game. So Dungeon Fighter Online, no idea. $1.6 billion. Number three, another Tencent game, Crossfire, $1.4 billion. And then we get into the huge drop off. Number four, World of Tanks uh, by Wargaming. Yep, yeah, still going strong. $471 million. Number five, Dota 2 by Valve. $406 million. Number six, Roblox? Whatever the hell that is. Um, <laughs> it's a little kid's game. Yeah, $310 million in 2017. That's crazy. Remove this block for $10. Okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> Roblox is most known by like older people on the internet for having the uh, it's there's a meme it's a meme pretty much with the sound effect when you like die in that game because it just sounds like a little kid like getting punched sort of oh god well not, I mean like no it's like like think of like a five year old going like ooh like uh. I'm sure I'm sure you heard it before because okay, people like it. dub that shit into everything because it's kind of funny <laughs> that's what I know Roblox from the Roblox death sound is <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, possibly the only other su more surprising thing on this list. Number seven, Maple Story, two hundred seventy-nine million dollars. That game is all this shit. 
like I think that's over ten years old at this point, right? Like I remember that from way back in the day when like browser games were like first a, a thing. Uh, number eight, Hearthstone, Activision Blizzard, two hundred seventeen million dollars. Number nine, Blade and Soul, one hundred seventy-eight million dollars. And number ten, FIFA Online Three, published by Tencent. So I'm imagining this is just the Asian or Chinese market. One hundred sixty-three million dollars. What the fuck? Like, fuck. <laughs> exactly. Like, what is this? Uh, but yeah, uh, interesting, interesting statistics. Um, they also claim one in three people on the planet play free-to-play games across PC and mobile platforms. So uh, it's definitely here to stay. Um, it's interesting that as someone who would describe themselves as a gamer, I'm not one of those one of three. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're still in the majority, technically. I play free-to-play games. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, Academy 2 came out, Tony? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I love that first game. Um, this one's like such a departure from the first game, though. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. I'll have to check it out. It's but, got uh, a Hearthstone aspect to it, but then you still have like your characters on the battle chessboard, basically. It's, it's weird. Uh, I, don't I don't like it as much. Cause I liked, you had your faction, and you knew what was in your faction. Now you have to build a team from a deck of cards. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> eh, I'll check it out. You might as well just play like South Park. Yeah. Well, so. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's all the news, I believe. Uh, let's go ahead and go get into what we've been up to, Corey. Since you've been gone the longest, go ahead and yeah, start with uh, you. We talked about it a little bit before, but uh, Fortnite and Overwatch have been <laughs> taking up most of my gaming time, actually. So I played. I played some uh, Overwatch. I think I played some with you there, Tony. Yep. Um, and. Mm. I play. I did a couple of comp- uh, ranked matches, and I, I've been getting my ass kicked and ranked. Like <laughs> three of the six matches I played, two of my teammates dropped, and like almost immediately, which really like was awesome. And so, like on Junker Town map, we couldn't even get out of the spawn because oh man, like that's how bad like people were as far as getting coordinated and stuff, and. And the two people had dropped basically right away, so like they weren't even there when we went on offense because we started on defense. So that, that this just uh, it's like oh, so bad, but I don't know. It's like at one point do I do I just not do anything and like how does that affect my rank? I don't even know. <laughs> so, but uh, I I still have like a few more matches to go to see where I get ranked at. Just, but I don't. I, I think I'm 0 and 6 right now. So we'll see. And then again, like I went like nine and one on one season, and I got ranked like super low. So it, I don't think wins as matter as much anyway. So we'll see. Nope. It's still like super fun, and I I do like all the adjustments they've made, and it's interesting some of the new stuff that they've been um, doing, and they just took out scatter arrows from uh, Hanzo, which is interesting. What? Oh no! So, so what does he have now? Is that ability? Grapple hook or something. What? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, do you remember what their balance reasoning for removing the scatter arrow was? I I just saw that they removed it. I didn't actually get too (laughs) deep into what it was. I mean, we haven't been, like, right on it, like, in a little while, so who knows what's going on with their meta right now. But I have to say, the Overwatch League is fantastic, and I really like what they've done with it so far, and I think that if they can continue in this direction that they're going, they're going to have a big hit on their hands because it's fun to watch, and uh, 
I do think the shoutcasters do a great job keeping you up to date with the, the action that's on screen because the game can get very hectic and very chaotic, but um, they're right there with it, like keeping you in the action and giving you like ideas of what's happening. So I'm impressed with the Overwatch League for sure. And uh, New York is at the top of the league right now, so that's cool too. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, like I said, Fortnite it's been fun. I do like the cartoony aspect of Fortnite. Uh, and I think that um, that it works well for what the game is, and then it's a great like streaming game too, which is um, really big right now too. Is like if you if you have a game that streams well, it's gonna do well too for you. So, and the ease of entry is really nice because you can just play it. Like it's a, it's a free to play game. So I'm one of those three, <laughs> or one of the one of the three. So uh, uh, I definitely think that they have a, a hit on their hands there and I like the fact that they're putting in all these other kind of different modes too like they have that 50 on 50 mode and then right now they have a sniper game mode uh, that's going on for a little bit of time so they have some interesting mechanics going on there and I like that almost everything in the game is like destructible yeah so it's pretty cool it's in fun. that sense uh, and it runs smoothly on the Xbox and PS4 so that's why I kind of play it more, and I have not even delved into PUBG at all. I haven't even bought it, so I'm just waiting for it to kind of get optimized. But I doubt that it's going to be, so I'm not really yeah. too worried about and, it. Yeah, and that's the one thing where like I'm really envious of how Epic is supporting um, Fortnite, just because I feel Fortnite they're already like very rapidly making uh, enhancement adjustments, improvements, whatever you call it. And whereas PUBG, it just feels like there's silence, and I'm just like it's funny because right now like. These two games are the only games these two companies are really uh, focusing on, and yep. the amount of—I just think with Fortnite, with um, PUBG, they just were not ready for the amount no. of success they had or have. No, so, no, absolutely not. They were not ready. Yeah, so they're definitely way behind on what they could be doing. Whereas Epic has been like around for a long time; they know what. They have the infrastructure. They have the yeah, staffing. Exactly. You know. So I think they can get on that a lot easier. But it makes for a better game and. They are updating it constantly and being very transparent with what they're doing, too, which is, mm -hmm. which is great. So, Communication is so important these days. So, yeah, so, so important. And I feel like a lot of the traditional companies still don't get that. Um, like you're saying with Epic and Fortnite, uh, I feel Blizzard is pretty straightforward with Overwatch yeah. uh, and to a lesser extent uh, Hearthstone. Riot Games is really transparent when it comes to League of Legends, um, this and the other thing, but just like, you can't keep people in radio silence anymore. It just does not work. Oh my god, yeah. We uh, talked about that while you were gone. We were talking about that while you were gone. It just, yeah. They need to be way more transparent at Bungie and what's going on because I have not played Destiny for the past four weeks. What? I don't believe it. That's the end of Destiny. So, there it is. But, um, yeah, so just uh, I think that's pretty much it. Really, been focusing my gaming time in that. I have played a, a few board games and stuff as well, but um, as far as video games, Fortnite and Overwatch again, like two games that are basically games and services that are doing it doing it right right now. So yeah, that's awesome. Cool, um, Mike. What have you been up to? Um, so yeah, I have been playing a little more uh, Battlefront 2 still. Not as much. I'm, try I'm gonna probably wait and see what they're uh, gonna talk about mm -hmm. during their announcement. 
Um, I think they're going to talk about their changes coming in March, in February. I think that was the plan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So soon they'll tell me something. Yeah. <laughs> um, sounds like again, it's, way, it's a while, but already, basically, though. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hopefully it's something interesting. I would also like to see him add some characters at this point, or at least tease something, because I'm ready for something new in that game. Um, and again, I want them to tweak the incentives for winning, for sure. Um, I've also played uh, some, I mean, just things I've went back to, some sports games with my brother and stuff. That's it, really. Um, not too much new. I'm about to, like... I haven't quite felt like it yet. I've had this since Christmas. I've had the new Assassin's Creed, and I haven't quite felt like... I haven't talked to you about it in a while. I haven't dove in just yet. I've been, like, mostly doing uh, Battlefront, but I'm like, I see that coming soon. Like, I'm gonna... I'm gonna start it soon. It's coming. (laughs) That's it, though. Okay. I assume you've played uh, something new. We kind of hinted at earlier. I'm excited to talk about it, because I did play the beta of that, so... Yeah. Uh, So, on Friday, I got uh, the other PlayStation 4 big... uh, Well, I mean, it came out on Xbox, but, like, uh, for me, I don't have an Xbox, so... A big game on the PS4 was uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, even though it was Fighters E for a while. Uh, But that game is so awesome. Um, It's just really fun to play. Uh, The animation, just the, the visuals, it just... I still don't believe I'm, I'm seeing this with my eyes. Uh, it's just that good. Um, it, it's just so sick. And you can tell it's a labor of love. Like, I've played a lot of the Dragon Ball games before, and, you know, they all tie in, obviously, to the Dragon Ball storyline and whatnot. But this one is just such a love letter to Dragon Ball Z fans specifically. Um, and that's really represented well, not only between, like, there's a story campaign and stuff, and obviously there's, like, um, visuals and... Uh, Colors, you know, colors for the costumes and whatnot, but just in the way the characters play, um, they really pay um, close attention to the details of um, the actual series. So, for example, um, Krillin, ha- a lot of his movesets are specifically straight out of the series, like um, the big moments where, obviously, yes, his destructive disc is uh, his, his known super, but his, like, level 3 super is the one where, um, you know, he, he was guiding, like, a, a charged beam around, I think, a was it Vegeta or Frieza, maybe? One of the two. Um, you know, but it's animated almost exactly the same. Um, another character, uh, Tien, um, his level 3 super is ridiculous. So he does this animation, and then all of a sudden, Chaozu comes from off-screen, latches onto the back of your opponent, and just does, like, the kamikaze type attack where he blows himself up. And Tien just going, Chaozu! And it's just like, Holy shit, really? Because like that's exactly how it played out in the Saiyan saga in Dragon Ball Z. So you're just like, how how do they make that a super? Um, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, we need this guy to have an ultimate super. Uh, you know, let's have his little buddy. Um, you know, it's kind of like suicide on on the enemy. It's like what, what? <laughs> uh, pretty ridiculous there. And then um, another cool thing that I, I thought was uh, Captain Ginyu from the Frieza saga. His level three super is he stabs himself, you know, in the chest like he did in the anime. And then uses his body switch technique. Um, and for those of you who don't know, body switch is like he takes over the, the body of somebody with his soul, and then they take over his body. But in this, it's permanent. Like if you hit this, 
uh, with against an opponent, you just take over their character and they take over Ginyu. Um, it, and it's so satisfying. I actually pulled it off in, a, in an online match yesterday. Uh, and it was so satisfying. Like this dude, um, I was just... Because the, the way it happens is you're just throwing Ginyu out there. And as soon as you get, you know, half health or less than half health, you do this level 3 super um, to a fresh character of theirs. And you're just like, yep, I got this awesome full health character. And you got like 25% health Ginyu. And I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. I uh, hope you know how to play him because, you know, that's what it is. Like, it's you know, you keep the movesets and stuff. Um, so it's just kind of really out there and just zany. But um, really awesome game. Uh, the story mode um, is interesting. It's new material. It's a new villain, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, but they got all the voice actors and stuff like that in it. Um, so if you ever like Dragon Ball Z, definitely check out this game at some point. It's just, it's fun to play. It's fun to watch. Yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about it. System. Oh my god, that is my that is my biggest gripe with the game. The online lobby system just makes no sense. The first day, I was so confused at what to do. I was like, wait, what? I have to do what? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get what they're going for, but I don't I don't like how they did it, and I hope they patch it to be different. So, like, right now, how it is, is if you want to play an online match, you have to go and set your character lineup, because it's three-on-three battles. So you have to set what your char- you want your characters to be, and just do matchmaking. So it's like, well, why would you do that? Because, you know, sometimes you might want to counterpick because, you know, characters are naturally going to be stronger or weaker versus other characters. So it's like, you know, it's weird. Um, I really hope they change that via a patch at some point because that is by far the weakest aspect of the game. Um, And unfortunately, it's like the online component. Um, And uh, that is the biggest thing. Nothing else really new. So with that said, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Um, As usual, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and YouTube, and rate us on iTunes. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Hopefully, Jim will be back. Take care.